Hello, this is Daryl here, sending love as always. Thank you for tuning in. I just want to say, if you like this interview, you can check our website for companion workbooks, action guides, tools, checklists, templates, and show notes with links for everything mentioned on the call. Just visit bestbusinesscoach.ca. That's best, B-E-S-T, businesscoach.ca. Enjoy. Everyone, I'm Kayla Lacey, the host and creator of LinkedIn Lead Generation Summit 2.0. And today we're talking with Daryl Avansky. So Daryl is the founder, president of Best Business Coach and host of the Best Business Podcast. He's best known for his ability to create seven-figure automated income streams from scratch. As Senior Marketing Director of NeuroGym, he generated $1.6 million in under six months with a single marketing strategy, and this ballooned to $7.5 million in just under three years. After starting his own business, Daryl quickly climbed the entrepreneurial ladder, gaining respect from thousands of business owners worldwide. From author to speaker, marketer to coach, Daryl's multifaceted business approach sets him apart as one of the leading business experts of his generation. Hey, Daryl. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me at the summit. Awesome. Well, great to talk to you. So guys, I've been on Daryl's list for some time. And if you ever jump on his list, he writes the craziest, longest, and I don't even read long emails, but he's got crazy stories, which are kind of inspirational and educational as well as just mind-blowing, mind-blasting. Yeah. So if you ever get a chance to check him out, you know, his life story is pretty insane. But today, why I'm having him on the summit is because I know a lot of people know what they should do. They should be focusing on their sales and their marketing, the stuff that's going to get them revenue, you know, and from interviewing 60 odd super successful million plus business owners, I know that those are the people that they focus on that stuff every day. So if you struggle to focus on day-to-day lead gen, et cetera, that's all we're going to talk to Daryl about, like how to get your productivity happening so you can do more, grow more, make more. Daryl, coolio. So tell me, tell me a bit about your lead gen history. Yeah, well, I mean, it all started, I think we talked about this before, but it all started my first real attempt with lead gen. I did door-to-door as a kid to fundraise for charities, but... I think my first, at least with online lead gen, I was 17. I'd lived on the West Coast of Canada for a few months. I wanted to go back out there. I'd put my life in boxes and ship them at, with a bus across the country. I rented a room in this lady's house. And then I was just going to hitchhike across Canada and move to this town, Penticton. But, you know, I'm 17. I don't really have like a windfall of cash. You know, I got to pay my way. So I was trying to have a job for me waiting when I got there. And so... Again, I had no real formal marketing training, didn't really know what I was doing, but I went on the internet and this is early. I mean, I'm time of this recording, I'm 37. So this is 20 years ago, but I went online and I found the Chamber of Commerce website. I took all the businesses' emails and I put together a simple three email campaign. And again, I just really had no idea what I was doing, but the first one was like, hey, this is me. This is why you should hire me. Here's my resume. The second one was like, hey, I haven't heard from you yet. You should really watch this PowerPoint presentation I made for you but what you're missing out on. And then the third one was like, final notice. Tomorrow I'm hitting the road. I'm going to start hitchhiking out there. And if you didn't book a time with me, you probably won't get me. And it worked. You know, I think I'd lined up, I forget now, like three to five interviews and I got there and I ended up getting a job. And that was my earliest experience with online lead generation. Now, again, I did have the door-to-door before, but, you know, we had to talk before we hit record. 
And that's really an important difference people understand. Like, you know, there's a difference between spamming and door knocking and door to door. I mean, even when I had my martial arts school, I done, this is kind of a, a bonus tip, golden tip for everyone. Uh, we had tested a lot of stuff online and found out what kind of things people were interested or not. And with my martial arts school, this is fast forward, this is like 2010, 11, something like that, 12. We would go offline to the university with our coat shirts on and a clipboard. And we would just simply interrupt people on the street. Hey, do you like MMA, mixed martial arts? And they would say yes or no. If they were no, okay, sorry, have a nice day. Yes. Oh, would you be interested in a free fighter fitness and skill assessment? Yes or no? Yes. Oh, awesome. Can we get your name, phone number, email? When would you like to come into the school? We would collect 70 leads in like a couple of hours, just hanging around the university like that. And so that's a really important thing because you can try to scrape lists of people and spam out messages and you're not going to get the result that you Actually, I have a book I wrote that hit number one on Amazon called Ancient Secrets of Lead Generation, Your Primitive Business Guide to Better Leads with Less Effort. And in it, one of the things that I talk about, this is back in like 2014, it was number one on Amazon. But in it, I talk about, I call it the food court test. And so when you're doing your lead gen and that sort of thing, or if you're struggling with lead gen, the food court test is just a mental thought experiment. And it's a really helpful thing that you could do before you really go out and like, because at some point in time, you got to like sacrifice eyeballs or opportunities or contacts. Like you, you got to do it to 10 people or 100 people to see how they're going to react. And if they don't react well, you know, it was, it was a learning experience. But and you can do this in your mind to begin with. And the food court test is, you know, imagine you're at a mall, busy food court, no pandemic, pre-pandemic, food courts full of people. And one person gets up on the table and they just scream, Baskin and Robbins. Like, how would everyone react? They'd just be like, what? What's up with that guy? What, what do you say? Baskin, Bob, whatever. They'd walk off. Now, if somebody else got up on the table and they said, free ice cream, totally different reaction. The people would be like, what? Free, free, yo, did you hear it? Free ice cream. Come over. What's, what's this book? Free ice cream. Yeah. You can test any two flavors you like, get a free sample. And if you'd like some, it's, you know, it's $2, it's $2 for a tub or get three for five bucks, which flavors do you want to try first, right? Totally different lead generation. Yeah, but it's all about how you frame the offer. Right. Yeah, and you know, which is making an irresistible offer is what it's all about. So and how you frame right. and how you message it is what's going to get attention is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a three-step process. First, you need to get the hand raisers. So again, we take this part with my martial arts school. Do you like mixed martial arts? Yes or no? No? Okay. Yes. Oh, we got a hand raiser. Okay. They're interested in, they might be interested in this. If not, we're not going to bother them. The second tier is, do they qualify? Would you be interested in a free fighter fitness and skill assessment? It's qualifier. Would you yeah. be interested in? Yes. Oh, okay. You know, do you like, are you broke? Like you like, I mean, I'm being frank now, but we had like some qualifying questions and so we got a hand raise and we qualified. They would be interested. They like, it's a matchmaking thing. As much as we're all eager to grow our income and make millions, you still have to make sure it's a fit and not all customers are a fit, right? Like there are bad customers you do not want as clients. They just are a huge drain on support. They got personal issues they bring in. It's not, you know, so you have to have qualifying questions and then you have to try to like make the deal. So there's a three-step process. It's really clear to think about. And so I think that's really helpful. But one of the things that you talked about in the beginning was about people know about trying, like they struggle to do the daily outreach. And so one of the things that people really need to understand and believe is that, you know, time management and your habits are the key. Like there's all these tricks you can learn 
TikTok and Snapchat and LinkedIn and cold email and door knocking and all this, you know, and they're all different strategies, kind of tactic stuff. You have to understand that the tactics change frequently. The strategies change, but it's kind of rarely, but the principles almost never change. And one of the principles behind all of this, and you mentioned if trip four is the most successful people you know, are the ones that have consistent time and habitual routines that get the results. And here's the real crux is because no one really teaches this stuff, right? You have to like read all these books. You have to go through 40 hours of this course. You have to pay thousands for this coaching program to figure out what it is you're supposed to be doing to then do reverse calculus to figure out how much time you need to do it and all this stuff. And there's, you know, there's having a to-do list, but even having the best time management skills. And in fact, we talked about here, let me share my screen. I'm giving away for everyone that's in this. My freebie for this talk is my 21 day 2X Your Focus program. And in it, I mean, you can make your own copy right here. You know, you can have the best time management tool that you want. This is one that we give away everyone in the course. Top three goals for today, five most important things for the week, secondary priorities, people, phone calls, team. And then, you know, and then you've got 30, your day in 30 minute blocks, essentially. And you can adjust this. And you can have the best time management tools in the world. But one thing people don't really talk about is energy management. Now, let me finish this before I talk about that. But this is where you take your three most important goals and then you want to try and figure out how much time you realistically think you can focus on them today. And it says target palm. And a palm is a Pomodoro. So tomato timer. So a palm is kind of a scientifically, sorry, not scientifically proven, but Productivity research has shown people have a hard time holding focus for more than 25 minutes. They can, but there'll be a period. It's like if you've ever woken up, right? You ever like wake up and you're like, where'd the last three weeks go? Like, what have I been doing? Like kind of just go into autopilot mode. And that's why the habits part are so important because there's, it's not like, if I tell you to think about your breathing right now, you're going to think about your breathing and do it. But your breathing is under your control, but it also happens without you thinking about it. Thank goodness, right? So we can live. And the same thing with what you're doing day to day. And they say almost 90% of what we do is habit. So when you're trying to focus on something, when you're trying to focus your attention on something, it's really tough to do it and maintain it for more than 25 minutes without a rest, without a break, without having to refocus somehow. So hour-long classes and that are good, but you're going to lose people for 10 to 15 minutes. So this is the tool, tomato timer. 25 minutes when you're done, short break, long break, whatever you need. And so this is where you would put it in here, your three things, and you would make a target for how many uninterrupted, I'm going to turn my phone off. I'm going to do, you know, you do what I need to do to really focus on my task at hand. And you can have these great time management tools like that, but something people don't talk about, we already talked about habits. The other one is energy management. And this is a really critical one because your energy levels are your gas tank to get things done. They've shown things like, Willpower. People have a certain amount of decision-making mental ability yeah. during like each day. And so it's really great at the beginning of the day. And then as you make more decisions from what clothes to wear to, to brush your teeth or not, all this stuff, it reduces that. So at the end of the day, I mean, really, who's making great life decisions at 3 a.m.? Like, you know what I mean? Like who's, who's making a life-changing decision at 4.30 a.m. when they've been up since 6 a.m., 8 a.m.? Like you're just not, right? So energy management is really important too. And that's why health and fitness are a big part of this as well. Because if your capacity, let's say you can run 
one kilometer before you're like, <laughs> right? That's your energy tank to bring to the day. And then as a business owner, you need to be able to focus on things, right? If you're just have a job and you show up and you're in a factory and you just, your mic can shut off and you're just kind of like on, okay, that's different. But as a business owner, you have to be flexible, adapt. You have to get feedback on how things are going. You have to adjust. Talking about doing this daily discipline stuff, right? Like that takes mental fortitude, mental strength. And that requires energy to exert and to overcome yourself, to be distracted and then get back and refocus, all that stuff. And so if your capacity is one kilometer to run or to lift 50 pounds, that's your energy tank every day. So you can have the best time management tools in the world, but do you have the actual energy to be productive all the time? You know, and everybody's kind of a little bit different. Like some people, you know, if they work out in the morning, they find out that they do more, better, stronger, faster than if they work out in the afternoon. So you have to learn yourself. And that's a real important thing. And it's relevant if you want health, wealth, and happiness. I think that's just really, really important that people understand that there's time management and productivity tools, which are great. But then it's like what you're putting into the system. How much energy do you have in the system? And then what are you automating with your system? Everybody wants to automate their marketing. I've built automated marketing systems that have done millions of dollars. But garbage in, garbage out. I've taken the same systems that have done millions for other people, given it to other people. And it doesn't do anything. And why is that? And it's because it's like, it's more than just the mechanics. There's got to be like, there's also, I don't want to say an art, but other things have to align with it. So I'm on a bit of a rant, but I think, you know, this is all well-proven. Seven habits of highly effective people, atomic habits, the power of habit, all this stuff really goes into how important it is that if you're trying to, we already talked now, we gave you the food court test, right? I'm sure other people here have talked about stuff like the dream 100 where you dream up your 100 ideal clients and then you... We haven't met on the summit, but you can touch on that if you want. Sure. Sure, the Dream 100. So what's your product? So I want to be a dog groomer. Mm. Okay, I want to be a dog groomer. And dog raising and breeding and all that's really big in my city. This is an example scenario. It's not real. But I would love to have all the major influencers in this community use me as their dog groomer because I want to be prestigious and I want to deal with the best and I want to be grooming the dogs before they go to the shows. So I would make a list of the dream 100 that I would like to work with and come up with a strategy. Then you could use the food court test to think about before you go and potentially burn bridges, you know what I mean? Or embarrass yourself. And it's never going to go perfect anyways. I wanted people to understand progress is very messy, okay? It's not linear. But you get, you know, dream 100, food court test with your offer and then go out there and do it and see what results you get. And that's a simple way to just kind of get up and going. But again, we get paid for what we get done, not what we dream about. Like you could sit there and cackle all day in your little office. It's my wife's office. You can cackle all day in your little office about, you know, the, it's going to be great and this, 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 but we like, you have to, what's in today? You know, you got to put food, you got to feed the kids today. It's great that you're dreaming of turning this area of your yard into a garden bed and you're going to, you're going to, going to, going to, good. You need those plants, but what are you going to eat today? And so you got to kind of balance between those two worlds. And that's part of where habits and the time management focus is so, so, so important. Totally. So let me just recap. So sort of what we've kind of covered. I think that if anyone's struggling with daily habits for, you know, lead gen and or sales, anything you really want to accomplish. 
even if you set out even just one little Pomodoro first thing in the morning, sounds like best time to do 25 minutes. Anyone can do anything 25 minutes. And that is just really super focused time. You know, just think of how that's going to change your business in three months, six months, a year from now. But more importantly, once that becomes a habit and you no longer have to feel like it, you no longer have to think about it, you just naturally do it. That is going to be a game changer. And I've got to say, too, one thing I've learned from Daryl is he asks for feedback, which is so cool. I never asked for feedback, really. But, like, he's like, oh, you like that email. Why did you like it? So tell me about you know, what are the things you liked about it? You know, like, we're all, like, connected. I don't know. We're all kind of, you know, friends, even if we're only just met. If there's, you know, it's quite an honour to be asked these kind of questions. And I think especially when it comes to lead generation and is your offer resonating? Has it got that, you know, is it doing what it needs to do? Getting feedback, just asking people, you know, like what about that resonated? What about it didn't? And uh, that means you can tweak your process the whole time, which is going to mean everyone's efforts are going to be more pointed. So uh, that's all cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about the boot core test. We all talked about the three tier. So when you do your dream 100 or whatever your plan is, and be like, hey, I want to buy my stuff. It's amazing and shiny object and look how great I am. It's the wrong way to do it, you know. Really focus on the problem that you're trying to solve, if you can, or the symptom of the problem. So, I mean, in email, and you'll see this come out in emails. Right now, I'm telling a lot of stories because a lot of these people, I haven't emailed my list to like 9,000 people in a couple of years. I've taken some time off and focused on other things. And so really, I'm just trying to bond. I'm really just trying to get caught up and get responses. See who's like there and living, breathing. But at some point, I'm going to try to get other people off interested that might be interested in something I can help them with. And part of that is problem-based or symptom-based marketing. And so if you take a problem like, I've got a puppy. Okay, so what are the problem? Like you're a dog trainer. Okay, so what do you do? Well, you help people train their dogs. Okay, well, what's you know, are they worried about training old dogs? Not so much. It's probably a puppy. Okay, why? Well, it might be peeing on everything. It might be chewing my stuff. It might be barking at neighbors. So you can now, these are all symptoms and problems around a core issue that you can talk to people about. And so that's where you're just doing the hand raise. Hey, would you, and this is again, this is the million dollar tip right here. I want to try and, and offer this without being sleazy. Would you or anyone you know? Hey, would you or anyone you know need help with X? Hey, would you already know me struggling with this? Hey, would you already want to know? I'm not pitching you. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm not forcing it on you. But I think you either would or someone you know might. Let's talk about it. Yeah, why? Oh, okay. And like you said, list of feedback. Why? So everyone's so eager to sell their stuff. It's really about matchmaking. Like, yeah, it's really like if you were going to marry someone, you wouldn't just want to marry them right out the gate, you know? And you know, the cheering most difficult, like a lot of people will pay you lip service on things. And this is where you get into trouble doing surveys and that sort of thing. Surveys are great and online research is great, but sometimes what people say and what they do are very different. And so behavior is the most important thing to watch. And the two most difficult, and I'm saying this kind of generally speaking, but the two most difficult things to get another human to do with you is one, give you money and two, have sex with you because they're kind of high trust requirements, <laughs> engagements, right? Like you're not just going to give some random person on the street a thousand dollars. You're not just going to have sex with some random person on the street. There's like, you got these boundaries. We got to make sure that, yeah, like, and it's, so it's very similar. And so you can't just go around 
you can't be the guy waiting outside the bar, waiting outside the ladies' bathroom, like, hey, want to go home? Hey, want to go home? Hey, what? Like, you might get someone, but you're going to get slapped 89, you know, 80 times in a night. And the girl that you get, you maybe don't want to get. And so it's the same thing in your marketing. It really has to be, you know, you just got to worry about having roof and ramen taken care of, which is, you know, just having a roof over your head and hot noodles so you don't starve to death. And at that point, you're going to try to be playful with it and really be collaborative and try to be win-win and really look for what kind of people do you want to work with? I know people have launched businesses and then left them because they didn't like the people that were their customers. So. Yeah. I love the, you know, be playful with it. You know, you are really looking for the right people, not just people that drain your energy. I mean, we've got one life or well, I can't believe in reincarnation, but, but yeah, you want to do stuff that's fun working with people that, you know, are fun to work with and solving problems and helping them, you know, in the way you help them. So they're all very cool, great tips. Right. That's the top. Sorry. That was the Pomodoro. I said it for five minutes when we were, (laughs) when I was doing my example. But yeah, I mean, that's how we're doing this because we chatted, we got along, we talked, we do similar things. Hey, let's collaborate somehow. How can we help each other? That's how this came about, right? There's nothing sinister here. We're not like, hey, let's try to get a bunch of people on a call and arm wrestle money out of them. Like, that's not it at all. It's, hey, I do this, I do that. Cool. Let's share some great content. Let's help some people. Let's tell them what we do as well. And if they need help, great. If they don't, hopefully they learn from the call and everybody wins. Like, that's what it should be about, right? So, and people have come through like some of the time i'm just speaking so i need to slow down for a second some of us have had malicious training and that works against us and we have to be careful right now the word misinformation's a buzzword everywhere but it's been prevalent long before this issue like food companies right have been manipulating our habits they've been putting things in our food to make them addictive education system was designed to create factory workers, not business owners, right? You have to get through the factory maker machine to then get to some of the business schools to then start learning the fundamentals when really all a company is, is a group of people solving the pain of another group of people and they do it with a product or service. It's that simple. It's that simple. This group of people helping that group of people. Your buddy calls you, says, hey, I'm moving. Can you help me lift the chair? Okay, cool. That could be the beginning of a business. A job is just a company with only one product and one service or one customer and one product. One customer is your boss and the one product service is you and your time, right? And so you got to think of 10,000. How would I do 10,000? How would I help 10,000 people? How would I help 10,000 moves happen? How would I move 10,000 pieces of furniture? How would I handle 10,000 orders? How would I handle 10,000 refunds? When you start thinking of that, it's like you can make a big pie for five people, but if you want to bake a pie, for a thousand people, your infrastructure thinking becomes different. Mm. It's not all part of the thinking that goes into it, you know? And so, yeah, that's really it. I'm not, I'm not sure. There's <laughs> some really interesting stuff in that because, uh, yeah, your thinking does have to be different if you're thinking on scale. You know, a lot of people do think too small and then you have small thinking and then you may be stuck in the weeds just trying to get those next customers. Whereas if you can think big and like, you know, how do I serve a hundred people now? How do I serve, how would I serve a thousand people? And even just thinking that way, I think is going to expand things, potentially make it more fun, potentially create new innovations that you wouldn't have thought of before. And some of it will be useful and some of it won't. And that's all cool. Yeah. No, I think it's highly relevant. Very cool. To tie this back to LinkedIn marketing, I mean, now we've been gifted Like if I left you alone in the woods, how long would it take before you figured out how to make a cell phone? 
right? Like none of us really know how to make the technology that we use, but we've been gifted with a lot of this really powerful technology. We're now, so you and I who are not even in the same country. We're using technology that I didn't know how to create, but we're able to record something that could potentially serve thousands of people. Yeah. So this is the solution to helping. How would we deliver a powerful message to 10,000 people? Well, we can sit down, we could have a conversation, record it, tell some stories, make some jokes. Hopefully people will be edutained, right? So that's one thing. And same thing with LinkedIn, but it can work against you as well, right? Like, again, we talk about the system and garbage in, garbage out. And when the numbers are small, it's almost when it counts the most. So everybody wants to email a million people. I want to get on mainstream media and tell my story in front of millions. Okay, but I've seen people do it and get zero response. Like if your response rate is going to be zero, zero times a million is still a zero. So that's where you got to get it dialed in first. You really need to start off with that because it's so easy to just email blast people. It's so easy to just like get on LinkedIn and just start hammering and pay the fee and just start messaging people this message. But like, why? Like you need that feedback. You'd almost be better off to try. I mean, pre-pandemic, you'd be better off to do like networking events and meetups and that and talk to people face to face and get five, 10, 20 sales that way and then transfer it online, you know, and then the same thing, take your learnings online and transfer them offline. So multi-channels. Yeah. And so that's different. Yeah. Yeah. I completely get you. Yeah, when I first started my business, I did Facebook advertising and I did all online and tried to go really big fast, but my business really did so much better when I got out there and talked to people and, you know, yeah, questionnaires and marketing and stuff. You get your messaging and you're also really focused and then, yeah, you can take it online and then bring your online learnings into the real world again. You're so right. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. Because again, it really comes down to who are you serving? We all want to make money. We all want to have this passive income where I'm a bazillionaire and I get to do whatever I want in my day. But the reality is that we've dominated this planet to the extent that we have so much food, so much abundance. Like weekends is a manufactured thing by our civilization. There aren't birds and squirrels outside that are taking holidays off. Like there's no bird that's like being approached by a cat going, hey cat, it's Sunday. It's my day off. Come chase me tomorrow. Like They got to find food every day. They don't have indoor plumbing. They got to find water every day. They got to fight off predators every day. And so we've got all this luxury that we don't even realize. And again, in some ways, we've become detached to the principles that allowed us to survive to this level. And so, you know, as much as we all want to sit down and just like live these lives in sloth where I'm just going to drink margaritas on the beach all day, like it's okay to have rest because just like in music, silence is music as much as noise is. If there was no pause, it wouldn't be harming. So there is rest, but you have to say, well, I'm going to have to do something, right? At some point, like you're going to have to farm your food. You're going to have to hunt your food if you can't go to the grocery store and get it. And that's, again, coming to this technology that we use. We are all cogs in this big machine. We're like a super organism, like an anthill that we all together. And so you're going to have to find something to do to contribute. So you better find something you want to do. You better find people you want to do it with. Get your roof and ramen covered. And then you can experiment and play and figure that out. And once you can do it, even if it's highly manual in the beginning, once you do it enough and you document the process, I mean, everything that we do now, it all started off very manual. And then we figured out ways to automate it. And automation is easy. What's tough is the know-how. It's that market message. Like it's not even just product market fit. It's product market founder fit that you have to figure out. And so a lot of people, why they're failing is they're selling something that they don't really believe in themselves. So they're shy about selling it. 
right? Or it's something that they haven't really vetted enough, but they've got this, I got to pay my bills. I got like, I got to put my kids, you know, so I just, I got to hammer this thing out there. Now it's just a different, like I'm here and I'm showing up. I just added 50, I think this morning, 59 people to one of my programs. It's not the one I'm giving away for here, but another one. Like, I don't need anyone here to buy my stuff so I can come and I'm calm and I'm just giving away. And if it works, great. If not, but you know, so that intention I've got, I love what I do and I know who it's really good for. And that, you know, I'm playing around with different messaging and platforms and that's what you need to find. And Dream 100 is a great place to start. If people here are looking for a solution, Dream 100, don't worry about scaling. Don't worry about sending out a bazillion emails right now. Send out 20 emails and ask them to reply. Try to get on a Zoom call and talk to them and just find out their needs and what they've tried and why they did this and did that and figure out, and your product's not going to be the greatest, but it might fill a niche better than every. There's always a trade-off, right? Like my program, the trade-off is that you could pay 50 to $5,000 for a coach in each area of your life, or you can do this program and pay a fraction of the cost because I found a way to do it at scale. I used to charge $500 a month for it. You know, and you just got to find out what that is for you. That's a great segue there, Daryl. So is that a program that you're giving like people? Is that the one that you're... Well, everyone that's joined this talk, they can get a copy of my book, Ancient Secrets of Lead Generation, if they want. I'll put it in the course just because it's such a good fit. So I'll just give them a copy. You don't have to go buy it on Amazon. It's 2014. It still applies. I've got one negative review and they said the grammar was horrible. And I was like, well... Did it make you money? Because it wasn't designed to be an English book. So everybody else loved it. But I'll give them a copy of that book. And it's going to be inside the 21-day 2X Your Focus Challenge, the remote CEO's 21-day 2X Your Focus Challenge. And that course is designed around helping you develop the digital skills for remote team management, for being productive, for you go through some strategic planning, some market research, come up with a different, few different marketing messages to test. And so there's a homework section that covers kind of personal productivity, your energy management, the stuff we talked about. And then it talks about how to manage like a team. Again, we do the strategic planning to make sure that if you're going into that product market, you know, product, what is it? Product market founder fit. I feel like I said it backwards this time, but if you do that, you do some marketing research for around what your messaging is going to be. And then you do three weekly sprints, which are like a Monday to Saturday kind of thing where you plan. You set your goals for the week, you organize your troops, which is your team, your vendors, all that stuff, and then you do it. And originally when I did this, I was doing it live with people and it was $500 per person. And then after that, I put some more people in, it was $250 per person and everyone on this call will get it for free, right? So we do still sell it, I think for 50 bucks or 97 bucks, depending where you go, but you can get it for free here. And it's just a 21 day program. Yep. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Sounds good. Well, man, we've got to wrap up, but it's been really fun, a fun interview. Lots of really good, you know, nuggets there. I think that people are going to enjoy. And yeah, thank you so much for your time and coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been an honor and a pleasure and yeah, just appreciate you. And thank you for everyone for showing up. The thing is, go and use it, right? Yeah, that's it. It's, my, it's great. I think after all of these interviews, but especially Daryl's because he spent so fast, but right down, what did you learn from each of the sections in this interview and how are you going to apply it? I think it's a really great thing to do because, yeah, knowledge is one thing, but action leads to power. So, yeah. Hey, what was that? Yeah, actions. We get paid for done, right? Yeah, we get paid for done. Love that. Well, thanks, guys, for showing up and watching today. And uh, I will see you guys in the next interview.